I was sat in a restaurant with my mother, mm. and oh, yeah. we were waiting for ages after we'd finished, our dirty plates still in front of us, just waiting for someone to come take them away and bring us a check. Mm. Um, and I'm looking around, and I'm trying to find the waitress who showed us in, and I see a woman who looks vaguely similar, and the minute I meet eye contact with her, she's coming back from sort of beside the uh, restaurant, she smiles at me, mm. and sort of raises her eyebrows, and so I smile back. And then when she comes over, I'm like, excuse me, can we get in? She's like, oh, I don't work here. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> And I, I just feel embarrassed for a couple of minutes. Yeah. But then I think, yeah. hang on, what was she smiling at me for? What's that about? What? Hey, what? Hang on! What? Excuse me! Were you trying to do a sex on me? <laughs> I just felt really embarrassed because she, from her perspective, it was like, hey, that guy is smiling at me. And oh, he thinks I'm a waiter. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, love, can you uh, clear this shit up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't work here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> clean it up. Well, you should. <laughs> You look like you do, you fucking nerd. <laughs> you trollop. <laughs> You're right, sore. What are you doing after this? Yeah. What are you doing after your shift finishes? I don't work here! <laughs> You're feisty. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I both like it and hate it. Podcast that always asks the butcher where the chocolate is. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Okay. You will. You will. <laughs> I'm you also. Will be. <laughs> that doesn't make sense in this context, Yoda. <laughs> Can't just do that. <laughs> God, he's so shit now. <laughs> he jumped the shark long after, around the same time that he jumped the shark with Jedi power. This isn't going anywhere. <laughs> I'm Paul, not going anywhere. I'm the Christmas no one skipped. <laughs> we are only one episode away from episode 100, and I think that we had a movie in mind to watch as our penultimate movie this century. Did we? Some soul-sucking, mind-blasting piece of cynical shit that'll completely destroy our entire for- format and leave us broken men. But it's Christmas! So we thought that we would set aside the awful thing for the new year, just like taxes and Brexit, and instead help ourselves to one of the presents offered by our gentle listeners. We will quit the vodka, but in January. Yeah! Look, nobody quits something in December, obviously, so you might as well go double down. (laughs) Not gay. (laughs) Yes, this recommendation comes fresh from the face of the Contrarians at Contrarian Prime, a a tweet that came in when we were looking for recommendations in July. Jesus Christ, that's a long waiting list. I know. A question we always ask on our show is, is it worse than Christmas with the Cranks? That bit was in capital letters. (laughs) Well, Contrarians, so-called, you've, uh, well, you've just proven your name, really. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Contrarians. This was festive shit. It's Christmas with the Cranks. For the Crank family. Merry Christmas. Celebrating the holidays is everything. But this Christmas. I love you. Their only daughter is leaving town. This won't be the same. So Luther Crank got the bright idea to take a holiday. We go away on a cruise. And go bask in the Caribbean sun. From the holidays. Well, what's the catch? We skip Christmas. We skip Christmas? No way. Isn't that against the law? But in this town, (laughs) skipping Christmas is going to be a little difficult. Mom, Dad, I changed my mind and I'm coming home for Christmas. (laughs) We have 
only 12 hours. We're about to have a Christmas homecoming for Blair. The people in the community stick together. We're having a party. I'm getting the ham. The ham is mine. One man will discover It's the greatest time of year, Luther That no matter how hard you try You just can't Try to relax, will you, Luther? Skip Christmas Tim Allen I love you, Daddy Jamie Lee Curtis Maybe I was wrong about you Christmas with the Cranks That was the whole movie again Why don't we just review trailers? Yes, we're going to review a terrible movie And then Christmas song Again That's what they love about us They've been waiting all year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Finally it's here, that thing we forgot Nobody stops mentioning it <laughs> I didn't mean that to be so labyrinthine <laughs> Yes that's right, it's the 2004 festive fuck up Directed by America's sweetheart Director Joe Roth <laughs> And written by Pixels writer-director Chris Columbus Oh shit yeah, he did He did the first Harry Potter films Yes, and he also directed Home Alone and Mrs. Doubtfire And he wrote Gremlins No he didn't So... <laughs> that was a different man That was before the actual Chris Columbus came in Killed him yeah. and took over his skin <laughs> Old travelly type Christopher Columbus After he was done, done a killing He said <laughs> Nay let it never be saideth Upon these shores that a young Kevin McAllister Type boyeth <laughs> Couldn't fight off his oppressors <laughs> And declare I'm to go with George Washington is what I'm doing Four score <laughs> Ask not what you might do for your country <laughs> On this day that will live in infamy. <laughs> because I have a dream. <laughs> Signed, Gandhi. <laughs> oh, God. I never wonder why we never found work as historians. But I guess there are worse people to write your Christmas movie. Perhaps John Grisham, who wrote the short story upon which this is very, very closely based. Oh, fuck off. We mentioned Tim Allen and everything. <laughs> to, my, to my dear friend, Tim. <laughs> this was for you, mate. Signed, Johnny. Johnny Grish. <laughs> I think critics hope that the Grinch might steal this one. Oh, nice. <laughs> Michael O'Sullivan at the Washington Post said it stinks like the unrefrigerated ham the studio sent me as, as a promotion several months ago. Yeah, that's a bad promotion. Don't send stinky unrefrigerated <laughs> ham to people in the hopes that it will incline <laughs> them towards your film. Well, it might be misconstrued as a, as a taunt. <laughs> you hammy shit. <laughs> Eat some ham, you ham You big porky bastard Enjoy our film, you fuckface <laughs> You fat fuck <laughs> I think I might have a theory as to why we got such bad reviews <laughs> It was all those cards you sent people with the stinking ham The ham cards Yes, the ham cards, Barry <laughs> The ham card incident, as it became to be known <laughs> Hamgate <laughs> Can't just put gate after everything It doesn't work like that Actually, it does It does it now It literally does Carla Mayer, writing for the San Francisco Chronicle Mm-hmm. Filled with overly processed situations It tries to sell with manic energy Cranks is canned, hammy And rolling as fast as it can People aren't getting past the ham thing, John <laughs> Not going anywhere Unlike our hams, did you see it? I did see it, I directed it <laughs> And honestly, you don't need to keep repeating Everything I say, it's trite Barry Who even are we in the, <laughs> in the, in the fiction of this? What's my name? Uh, they're a dream of Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> Source code Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> That's my one better thing. <laughs> the public, meanwhile, seem possessed by the ghost of Christmas rubbish. Mm. <laughs> Shane Rittersbach at Google mm. said a highly underrated Christmas film that combines both clever comedy and warm-hearted holiday hijinks. <laughs> that all adds up to a fun family film that we can all enjoy on a cold, snowy winter day. 
Like a ham. Like a ham. <laughs> It'll keep you warm in the cold and in the snowy and in the winter day. What's it after combining clever comedy with uh, what was the other thing? Warm-hearted holiday high jinx. Yeah, what did it do with it? <laughs> Blast it into space. It canned it. Let it stew for a while. <laughs> and then it. unleashed it. And then unleashed its fetid product upon a uh, upon an unsuspecting nation. FedExed it to Kate Moore. <laughs> She'll deal with it. He finishes. This Christmas, I plan on spending with the cranks, and I hope you do too. Nine out of ten stars. <laughs> so not perfect. Very good, but he held back. I mean, very good. That's that's very good. He held that extra point back for Christmas with the Coopers. Uh... Pancake with glasses, also on Google, <laughs> said these people in this movie are insane. I feel bad for Tim Allen. Don't. <laughs> you, don't you don't have to. Maybe he didn't watch all of the film. <laughs> He's where he should be. In some sort of Christmas bin. <laughs> I think that adequately describes the Tim Allen career. <laughs> Except for every so often when he gets to go to the, the Pixar ranch. <laughs> It's like, oh, wow. Hey, hey, Tom Hanks. <laughs> how are you getting on? Not bad. How about you? I'm in the Santa Claus 7. Sleigh bells ring. I was in Toy Story 3, you know. Yeah, I know, Tim. Sleigh bells bling. It's sleigh bells blingier for at the that kids. point. Yeah. For the kids. They they, they love it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Tim, they just keep Tim, coming. Tim. <laughs> Tim. His eyes are doing that thing again. <laughs> Get the hose. Joan Cusack is like behind him, like, is he? Is he gonna be okay? He'll be fine. Just, just get the space helmet on him. That always perks him up. <laughs> oh, Mab- finally, Mabel Clark at Amazon. <laughs> oh, it took, it took a minute to hit, but uh, got got me just right, sir. <laughs> to infinity and beyond, Tim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> infinity uh, and beyond. Oh, more than a toy. Mabel Clark, <laughs> over at Amazon, says, I bought this for me. I love this film. Not always on TV, so I want to keep it in my collection so I can see it every Xmas. <laughs> Never on TV. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, so if there's anything wrong with it, I will amend my review. And then there is an edit a few hours later, and it's just the sound of a gunshot somehow. <laughs> he wrote it without words. <laughs> and we felt it. <laughs> he expressed it somehow. Uh, the film has 5% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.3 on IMDb, and has Dan Aykroyd in it, making him a three-man, thanks to Pearl Harbor and Pixels. Oh, Christ. The latter so of which he appeared in briefly to flog wine or something. His own vodka. <laughs> yeah, that was it. He, he combined his, his love of vodka and his belief in alien crystal skulls. <laughs> yes, welcome to the three-man, you crazy motherfucker. <laughs> you, you fucking shining <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> Oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, yo. Films are shit, mate. Oh, and also M. Emmett Walsh, uh, who was the train driver in Wild Wild West, the one who thought uh, Kevin mm. Klein and Will Smith was gay, which is great, and yeah. the terrifying doorman in At Long Last Love, who kept repeating that line to himself. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. That that black stain on humanity. The hum- <laughs> The, the human void. <laughs> the wrong'un who fucking Christ. trapped people. The person who used that hotel as a deaf hotel. Like H.H. <laughs> H. Holmes. Christ. Yeah. Well, you're done now, H.M. Yeah. Walsh. And that might be the record for the longest spanning three-man career. He got one of his Pretty awards good. in 1975 and the last mm. of them in 2004. Wow, future's looking bright for Emmett Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Future's looking very bright for possibly dead Emma Walsh. I'm pretty sure it's not, actually. I think he had a recent credit and something. Oh, good. Yeah. So there's still good time to be a five-man. Oh, free to remain. Free in the bush. So, Paul, you sinister frosty. Ho, ho, ho. Ham. Ham. <laughs> Ho ham ho. What's one thing about Christmas with the Cranks that made you want to escape the unearned scorn of characters that we were expected to sympathise with? Well, the uh, the daughter has a bit of a Dominique Swain vibe about her, and I was very disappointed that it wasn't Dominique Swain. But I did get to think very briefly about Dominique Swain. I would like you to define and use in a sentence Dominique Swain. I really enjoyed the bit in Face Off where Dominique Swain ah. stuck a knife in John Travolta's thigh. Yeah. This episode is slightly different for me than other episodes, and as much as I watched it with my loving family, <laughs> they were only oh so happy to watch it with me. One out of 35. You told me it was 75. I believe it was 70. Then. Should we just stop watching after 70? And uh, yeah, I recorded some of the results, so we'll have that peppered throughout. <laughs> my joyous, joyous family <laughs> viewing experience. Who love me. <laughs> Lucy, get in here. Oh, it's up. Yeah. Nope, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. She doesn't want to. I don't see why she should be subjected to it. I don't see why she should be let off. Who still love me. I think that at this stage is very much beyond doubt. So, Paul, what happens in this family favourite? Oh, well. Well, it's he, well, it's he, well, it's Well, then. It starts with... So you've got Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis in this. We didn't have a mention to her yet. Oh, yeah, Jamie Lee. Yeah. You're in this. <laughs> can't not be. They are driving their, their not Dominique Swain daughter to the airport. To yes. airport. Because she's flying off to South America, to Peru, to be specific. Yes, to take part in some sort of and, peace corps. How come there's yeah. so many peaceful organizations that have vaguely militaristic sort of connotations? You've got the peace corps. You've got, yeah. uh, what's it called? Uh, the Salvation, the Salvation Army. Salvation Army. Yeah. yeah. You've got those guys, what are they called? Um, the Happiness Pirates. Yeah. And the Nice Guy Navy. <laughs> In the Navy. It's just Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. <laughs> I this, hate this contract. This is the most contrived promotion for this. How are we still <laughs> at sea? I, this is awful. The film is years ago. <laughs> It's not even a thing, the nice guy Navy. Russell, Russell. Why is this happening? Russell, have you have you scrubbed the poop deck? I've scrubbed the fucking poop deck! <laughs> okay, there's not much else to do on this submarine. <laughs> um, Yeah, they're... they're, they're t- he, she is <laughs> going to Peru because she's in the Peace Corps and yeah. she got lumped in bloody Peru to build huts or some shit for poor people. Yep. And she's got a rifle slung over her shoulder and she's... Uh... <laughs> He's ready to go. It's going to make everything peaceful again. <laughs> and um, Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis interchange marital roles about 16 times before we even get to the shop where <laughs> Tim Allen has to go and buy white chocolate and pistachios. And then <laughs> he forgets the, <laughs> the white chocolate. He can't find it. He goes it. in and gets the nuts. He can't find it. He didn't get the white chocolate. Did you talk to Rex? Who's Rex? The butcher. As odd as it sounds, I didn't think of asking the butcher where the chocolate was. But I will. Thank you. I'll go talk to Rex right now. He is also offered by an umbrella by an unimportant character we won't have to worry about again. Yeah, fuck him. Um, oh, it's raining. Oh, it's yeah. Great. It's raining really bad. Um, he gets really wet. And he stands... He does... Uh, oh, fuck. You know what? You know what? Oh, what? You know what? what? Oh, God. No, what? There's a bit where he stands underneath one of those yeah. awnings. So he's dry, right? You're underneath an awning. You're going to oh, yeah. stay dry. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, That's yeah. like the thing of an awning. 
you're going to stay it's dry. The, it's the roof of the sky. Yeah, it's the yeah. roof of the sky, and you're going to stay dry under yeah. that. Yeah. But this particular awning... No, wait. Yeah, wait. It, it tears. Wait. Fuck off. It comes off, and he gets extra wet. How, how extra? The opposite. How extra wet, Paul? He gets so wet. He's sopping. Fuck. That's so funny, Paul. It's so funny, and my family fucking loved it. It's becoming a bit um, much, isn't it? Five minutes Oh, meanwhile, Jamie Lee Curtis is looking through the camera that she's got of all the lovely pictures of her daughter yeah. taken earlier that day. Last minute. Those are the only pictures she has. Yeah. She's a last minute mum. <laughs> Why didn't I take any pictures throughout your childhood? <laughs> Put her in a Gary Marshall film. They go home and continue have continue to have more pleasant comedy misunderstandings uh, until the, the the best one yet. Oh. You know they're married. Yeah. Well, they only have sex once a week. And, oh. um, Tim Allen, he comes in with a with a boombox and a whole <laughs> and, and Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis goes, "Oh yeah, sex time." Yeah. What are you doing? Not even Saturday night. <laughs> Make sure you shut the curtains. <laughs> She's into this. This must be oft this must be typical Tim Allen foreplay. <laughs> not his character, not Luther Crank. <laughs> Is it sex night? I'll go put on the Hawaiian t shirt and shade. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's another round of TAF. Tim Allen foreplay, everyone. <laughs> Ding ding. Tim Allen fucking. It's your turn to fuck Tim Allen tonight. Oh. <laughs> it's always my turn. Wife this is of the Tim shitty- Allen. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying it never seems to be anyone else's turn. Christ. It's so fucking good, Paul, because it's not actually sex, it's what's going to happen. It's not that. Yeah. Tim Allen's got a crazy idea, and the boombox in the Hawaiian shirt didn't give it away. <laughs> Well, yes, before this, sorry, he did go to his office. There was a weird energy to him being in the office. Like, everyone kept looking at him mm-hmm. like, ooh, what's he What's he doing? And it's like, what? We don't know what he does. Yeah. So is this unusual? He's typing on a calculator a lot. Yeah. Is that not his job? <laughs> what's, what's happening? Why is everybody so weird? He's a blacksmith. <laughs> He's the porn king of California. <laughs> you should never be crunching numbers. Porn kings, the Paul. Porn kings do nothing but crunch numbers. <laughs> How many butts do we have this week? Three. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I better calculate. What's three divided by fifty-seven penises? <laughs> never going to make this work. <laughs> Abby, you're in for a hell of a week. Um, <laughs> Abby's at the corner, just crosses her arms like, oh. <laughs> Not again, Tim Allen, Paul King. <laughs> yeah, but what he turns out is he's not doing his work. He's instead working out how much Christmas cost them to celebrate last year, which everybody else just mm. sensed. Maybe because he was screaming yeah. throughout. He's wearing his Buzz Lightyear helmet. <laughs> I'm a good actor. <laughs> uh, he worked out that it cost 6000 and some dollars to do Christmas, to do a Christmas. I mean, they put the same decorations up every year. They've got them all in the basement. What are they spending this on? Hookers. <laughs> some some Honey, festive Christmas hookers. If we just skip seven of the ten Christmas hookers, <laughs> the twelve days of hit Christmas hookers, <laughs> on the first day of Christmas hookers, my Tim Allen gave to me <laughs> a black girl with a strap on. <laughs> so, Shit yes, he, he suggests that they skip Christmas. Yeah. No, says Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. <laughs> They're going to go on a cruise instead. Yeah. That's the point. 
Yeah. And save $3,000. $3,000? The only stipulation is that they still have to give um, money to charity, which apparently in the book he argued about. I don't remember him arguing about giving money to charity in this. He did. He oh, he did. did? Oh, wonderful. Well, we can still give our charitable donations to Children's Hospital and, and of course, the church. No, this is a total boycott, honey. Total. It's $600, Luther. It's a total boycott. I'm afraid that's that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh. And no. I wonder if that's going to get him in fucking trouble more later on. Can't see that backfiring. Him just arbitrarily rejecting everything to do with Christmas rather than the actual point he's trying to make. No, can't see that. Anyway, he eventually relents because um, he does really want that fucking holiday. <laughs> we'll give $600 to the, the pores and the povs. <laughs> so, oh, I love you. I love you, Tim Hallen. Hallen, husband? <laughs> yeah, I love you. I love you too, whoever you are. Tim Helen Mirren. So they begin the... Cleric, the, the clinical business of extricating themselves from Christmas. The clerical business of shooting everyone in the room <laughs> in a blackout. <laughs> dan, dan, dan. Yes, uh, at this point, unfortunately, his cartoon neighbours, two of whom are three men, <laughs> start to notice that he's not celebrating Christmas as yeah. he should be. And that's it. That is fucking that's, it. Yeah, that's, here's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I have any jokes, and then we can just stop. Oh, no, I meant that's the line. That's the last straw, everyone. Dan Aykroyd <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> loves this neighborhood. I thought you meant that's the movie. No, but it is also the movie, everyone. You you are right in that, sir. <laughs> the focus becomes Frosty the Snowman, mm. which is a giant ornament that they have in their basement, mm. which Dan Aykroyd, the authority of this town? I'd appreciate it if you and everyone else around here would just respect my wishes. Whatever you say, Luther. Or a prank! We're here for Frosty. He lo- he loves this neighborhood. He'd do anything for it. Not just let Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis do whatever they want, <laughs> but he'd yeah. do anything for it. He would sacrifice his Malcolm in the Middle son <laughs> if need be. Yeah, which is which is Dewey, by the way, and not um not Malcolm, the... <laughs> or the one who's now a Scientologist. <laughs> oh great! It's uh oh oh wait, he might be one of them. I know Francis is, which is very surprising. I don't know about the others. I think maybe Malcolm is. I think a surprising number of that cast. You know what? I heard that all the Malcolm <laughs> in the Middle kids are now Scientologists. Police come around to... The police of who are uh, Cheech, Cheech Marin. Marin and Jake Busey. Is that Cheech? Is that us from Cheech and Sean? Yeah, it is. Yeah, what's in this shit, man? Mostly Maui Wowie, man. Yeah? But it's got some Labrador in it. What's Labrador? It's dog shit. What? Yeah, my dog ate my stash, man. I had it on the table and the little motherfucker ate it, man. Yeah? So I had to follow him around the little baggie for three days before I got it back. It really blew the dog's mind. You mean we're smoking dog shit, man? To sell their Christmas calendar to help fund the police orgies or something. And he says, no, it's <laughs> saving money. Not at all. Okay, well, okay, you, you're an asshole. So then, the, then the <laughs> next scene, uh, the yes. guy comes around selling a Christmas tree, and he's got a really lovely one for Tim Allen, and it's to help fund the Boy Scouts, that old institution. And and Tim <laughs> Allen says, "Shit off, you twit." <laughs> yes. Well, incidentally, my mother had a good point to make about the calendars. Not just skipping Christmas, skipping the next year. Guess so. They'll just get a different calendar that helps no one. <laughs> They'll get the most corporate bullshit they can find. They'll get it February 2nd. January's going to be a crazy one. (laughs) Watch out, Abby. (laughs) That was meant to be the sequel. (laughs) 
My poor butt, says Abby. As mentioned earlier, they 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 want to get Frosty out of the basement. Yeah. But it's not just about the money apparently anymore because you've got to make a f- the the film more of something, <laughs> more hilarious. Well, they sent they sent Carolers next. They sent Carolers to sing outside the house. And at this point, I just have to remark, they could legitimately just tell them all to go away. They could genuinely just go out and say, could you stop singing in front of my house, please? And they'd have to go. Yeah, and but Jem could have told the holograms that oh, it wasn't her fault. Oh, you see? Hitchcock said, you know, Jem. Hitchcock, yeah. <laughs> if Jem had gone to the holograms, it would have been boring. <laughs> if Jem would have gone to the holograms. <laughs> well, fucking <laughs> trust me. I'm Nixon as well. Alfred Hitchcock. Village of the Damned. We didn't. We also didn't mention that they also throw the 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 Christmas Christmasiest party, the Christmasiest Christmas party. And there's ham, and there's a tree, and oh, there's some other shit. The kind of stuff that wouldn't interest us at all with a Christmas party. Dan Aykroyd. Good Christian cheer. <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> and his crystal skulls. Yeah. Oh, hey, Dan's here, everyone. A couple more and things. he brought his Casio keyboard. A couple more things. First of all, Tim is experiencing workplace abuse because because of his decision to not yeah. celebrate Christmas. People are being shitty to him in his workplace. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off, all of you. All he wants to say to everyone is, I'm spending Christmas in Jamaica. Yeah. We're skipping Christmas. Yeah. And then they go in order to get a spray tan. And there's some mm. hilarious japes. Oh, what? oh wait, wait, what? Oh, what, they're in. Wait, hang on. They're in the tanning salon. Yeah. Who would they? I can't. Who would be the worst person to meet? I can't. Would it be a mechanic? Yeah, they run into a mechanic and he's in overalls and he's oh. all greasy and they're in their bikinis and it's just oh, it's terribly awkward. It's a priest. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. A huge crowd of people appear behind the priest. And I yeah. think this is also where I've written the note, fuck off, all of you. <laughs> Go the fuck away. And somebody takes a picture and this becomes front page news in this awful town. Is it ever established what town it is? Because I reckon we should just bomb it. <laughs> Start again. This is like Salem. <laughs> God was wrong, everyone. <laughs> My next note is cancer now? Seriously? Yeah, she has cancer. A neighbor has cancer, not... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she? She? <laughs> I believe I was quite clear. <laughs> Emma Mitt Walsh's wife, this is. Yeah. Not Felicity Huffman, who's also in this film. <laughs> so, yeah, so just... yeah, so there's that. That's just reminding me of the fact that the uh, the aunt from Sabrina the Teenage Witch is in this. Yes, I noticed her. That's Aunt yeah, Hilda. Great, isn't it? Yeah. Zelda, awesome. was, Zelda was better than this. It really is, at that point, straw dogs at Christmas. Yes, it really is. <laughs> They keep um, appearing outside the house. They keep appearing in windows. Tim Allen starts hmm. doing siege tactics, like freezing his front driveway yeah. so that people won't be able to walk up and ring the doorbell. He comes home to five dead mailmen. It's a price worth paying. <laughs> the, the post office just kept sending them. <laughs> so expendable. <laughs> One will get through. We need to. We need to. <laughs> For the dead little <laughs> <laughs> Willem Dafoe as a postman slipping <laughs> to his knees. Tim Allen's just laughing in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> then and then Jamie Lee Curtis has some proper. Oh. She forgets she's not in a horror film from the eighties. <laughs> I mean, it's easy for her to forget that. Is it the fog again? Terror train? <laughs> oh no! 
<laughs> Still Christmas with the cranks. <laughs> it's Tim Allen. <laughs> ah. So it, it really hits critical mass with everybody really thinking that Tim Allen is the, the shittest human yeah. that has ever existed. And Tim Allen's doing a pretty good job of <laughs> backing that up, but for different reasons. Yes. And then, oh no, they get a phone call. <laughs> Why does the cat get frozen? Um. Oh, because cats conduct water. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone Famously. knows this, Paul. Oh no! Fuck, well, yeah. it's at the point when I see a CGI cat that I think, oh, it is a Chris Columbus film. <laughs> no worries there. Oh no, I'm thinking of Barry yeah. Sonnen cat. Oh well, this guy's also a cat. Well. Fuck him. Yes, yeah, so it turns out Blair, whose name I remembered, Tony Blair is coming back <laughs> from his trial. <laughs> and he's bringing his um, Puerto Rican boyfriend with him. Yeah. So they all need to get ready. I don't think he's from Puerto Rico, but they need to get ready <laughs> and um, they need to do a Christmas. Oh no, how are they going to uh, do that? They've alienated everyone. Oh no, they've spent all their goodwill. Uh, sure, that's where the comment is coming from for the next hour. Yeah. And desperate the time to get together. <laughs> decorations. Look at the mishaps. Oh, there'll be so many Falling over. Yes. I don't think she's coming back. He chases a child down the street <laughs> um, and convinces him to help him transport his neighbor's tree from his house to his house. Mm. Just work out the hisses from where, yeah. <laughs> where I put them in the sentence. Yeah, he did ask permission first. He did from from him, and yeah. it's been but it's been established <laughs> by the way that no one is willing to help uh, him or her. Yeah. They are out on a limb on their own. Yeah. Fuck you very much, Tim Allen. Yeah, fuck Tim okay. Allen. What's that about Koreans? As they're taking the tree from one house to another, and whilst Jamie Lee Curtis is trying to get uh, a hand, mm. she fails and he fails. They both fail. Yeah. Um, the they police both. show up. Dewey fucking vanishes completely from the movie for several minutes. Tim Allen's about to get arrested, then Dewey just shows up and fixes it because, you know, fuck yeah. it. I can't yeah. remember if he was a genius or not in that show. Who cares? You wouldn't, you, <laughs> you wouldn't want any tension, so it's fine. <laughs> so so they're back to where they started 15 minutes earlier. Yeah. And uh, oh, they've still got all the, the problem of the, the second half of the film to sort out. Yeah. Is that chick still have cancer? They're trying to set up a party at short notice, and Jamie Lee Curtis, whilst trying to buy a ham, invited a creepy old man she had never met before to come to the party. He's got a good feeling off of it. <laughs> Tim Allen gets up onto the roof to try and um, finally yep. put Frosty up there because he feels bad. And he, yeah. he puts uh, he puts a noose around the neck of Frosty. And uh, as he's dragging <laughs> it up, we all know what's going to happen, don't we? The crowd, no. the crowd's forming. There's the noose around his neck. Tim Allen falls off the, the thing and um, Frosty yeah. smashes on the floor. Yeah. It smashes on the floor. Um, Dan Aykroyd and his deeply unsettling fucking family come out and ask what's going on. They come in and they say, look, we'll help you organize a party at short notice. We'll use yeah. our incredibly small police force to distract your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, incredibly <laughs> against procedure and any sense of authority. But don't worry, I've got something on the captain of the police force. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... easy into Crystal Skulls too. <laughs> I can expose that we're friends. He won't have that. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> I'll do anything, please. <laughs> oh my god, we've got about forty minutes left. Oh, you're joking. That can't be true. So, so yeah, they they go off and do that, and uh, not before shaming Tim Allen in front of the entire community. But we're a community, and the people in a community stick together, even if one of them has been behaving for most of the holiday season like a spoiled, selfish little yeah. baby. We're not doing this for him. 
We're doing this for Blair. Because he is shit, but for <laughs> his lovely daughter, Dominique Swain. And and her beautiful new El Salvadorian boyfriend. Yeah. Is there any particular reason why they can't tell their daughter the truth? Oh. Because you weren't going to be here, we decided to go on a cruise instead. Unfortunately, that is the answer. Um, yeah. They do hold the party and people start showing up. The pervert who they've invited instantly recognises the priest, which amuses me. <laughs> oh god, when you know who he is, him recognising the priest is very weird. Oh well. <laughs> I've, I've just made the note. They are police, aren't they? They they are, yeah. yeah. They, they, they pick up Dominique Swain and um, Enrique <laughs> from Bolivia, and yeah. uh, they take him on a circuitous route home. And they yeah. solve a crime. Never mind, there's 25 minutes left of the film, everyone. They tackle a guy for breaking into someone's house. <laughs> and um, then they just leave him in the back of the car while they get those great kids to the bloody party. Yeah, so to just sum up the fucking plot threads that are in the air at the moment, we have a mysterious yeah. stranger wandering around this party. We have yeah. a possessed Frosty that keeps doing weird shit. And yeah. now we have, a, we have a criminal in this fucking party mm. now because <clears throat> Dewey lets him into the party. Mm-hmm. And also a cancer subplot. Don't yes. worry, Chris Columbus has got this. <laughs> Fuck me. He got this from the back of a van, already written. <laughs> Basically, er- everything's going very well, and Tim Allen has. To, well, they all propose. They all give toasts. And yes. uh, does Dan Aykroyd do a great one? Yes, and... Tim. Uh, Tim. Uh, Tim. <laughs> Tim Aykroyd does a great one. <laughs> yeah. And Tim Lee Curtis. She doesn't. She does a pretty good one too. But then it's time yeah. for um, Jamie Lee Dan Allen to do his. Yeah. And he just says, well, she said, and leaves. Double. And everyone's like, oh, I know he didn't want to be here. Yeah. I know he, he really didn't want to do any of this Christmas stuff, and he's done yeah. it just for his daughter. But he might have shown a bit more enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> might have put his fucking balls into it. <laughs> but he didn't. It's it, it spent himself already on the, on the cruise. On the th- mere yeah. thought, the mere, mere whiff of the cruise. And he's empty. <laughs> His ball bags are empty now. So he drags them off to yeah. a, a separate room and d- drinks a bottle of wine like a moody, as if Toy Story yeah. 4 wasn't happening. And <laughs> then, Which at the time, it looked like it might not. Been a long time since that last Toy, toy well... Story sketch. If only we could have told him. <laughs> Just hang out till 2010. You'll Come be on, okay. Mate. Dan Aykroyd had a good feeling about his skull and uh, it led Tim uh. Allen to believe that four, five and six are in the works. And, um, <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis says, come on, Tim. I know you had your, your sights set on reuniting with Tom and that guy from Cheers for, for a fourth time. But oh, fuck. get over it. For fuck's sake, Tim. You make me <laughs> sick. Look at me. I'm the Halloween girl. I was in True Lies in Halloween. <laughs> and in 10 years okay. of time, I might be in another one. I don't know. None of us know. I can't remember if I've been killed at this point. When was resurrection? <laughs> I don't even, I don't know. I don't care. But we all just have to get on with it. All right. So get back in there and just say something nice to our stupid daughter and her, her creepy boyfriend. And he, sa- and he, and he says, <laughs> no, I'm going to go stand in the snow instead. <laughs> he goes and stands in the snow. And whilst he's there, he thinks, you know, the train driver from Wild Wild West, he's had a hell of a year. <laughs> I think what I'll do is I'll go give him... My ham. <laughs> That's the most valuable thing I have right now that he could really make use of. And he goes over there and he gives him the fucking ham. Yeah. And it's like, well, we really don't want this. <laughs> oh, what are you, a film critic? And then he's going to walk away. And then uh, having walked away and seeing his family nicely illuminated around a singing Dan Illuminated. Illuminated. Nicely illuminated around a singing Dan Aykroyd. And whereas mm. most of our thoughts would be, Jesus Christ, I have to get them away from him. <laughs> He instead thinks it takes this as a cue to think I should give those old fucks the cruise that I had planned. 
including the boogie board session that I've booked <laughs> and is is mandatory, <laughs> and the scuba they diving get you period. That. Because he really does hate him. He just doesn't want to see him ever again. <laughs> he figures this ought to fucking do it. <laughs> and it does, by the looks of it. They they <laughs> kills them both. Yeah, they they take it, but none of it feels good. <laughs> None of that. None of that scene feels good. Like anybody no, got what they wanted weird. out of it. I didn't purchase the travel insurance, so if you don't take it, the whole package is wasted. I, I'm not sure my doctor would allow it. I, I've got that Lexan deal on a, on a front burner. Oh, Benny said he might stop by tomorrow. Yeah, and, and we we couldn't leave the cat. <laughs> this is from us to you. This is. A sincere, heartfelt, no strings attached Christmas offering. Because it yeah, feels it... like Tim Allen pushes everything on them. She's yeah. very frail. Her cancer has returned. <laughs> doctors. <laughs> doctors. How how how's the medical assistance on this cruise? You know what? You were meant to spend six thousand dollars on Christmas, and you spent three thousand on a cruise. How about you give them the other three? Yeah. That you can Insurance. obviously afford. It's yeah. Expensive. Not rely on the medical prowess of the HMS Titty. <laughs> it is actually called and and also they then sort of give him the cat it's like who's gonna look after our beloved cat our cgi cat who, ha- who incidentally tim allen hates he's been having a norbit style face off with this oh, fucking yeah, cat throughout the whole thing and he's like i'll take the cat and it's like you might want to leave the cat with someone who doesn't fucking hate it and who dan Aykroyd. and who it doesn't hate dan Aykroyd. Yeah. he's always looking to get up in everyone's business at which point he leaves this nightmare situation and goes back across the street and notices that the thief is coming out the window but it's okay cuz a guy dressed as santa hits him over the head yeah. turns out that guy dressed as santa was the mysterious stranger and the cancer subplot and he <laughs> is he says to tim allen i told you you might need an umbrella i don't <laughs> i mean you just you just did it. Um, oh. Anyway, I'm Santa Claus. Bye. Yeah. And, I um, might have fancied your daughter. Who knows? <laughs> what did you say? I might have what? Your daughter? Fancied. Okay. <laughs> I just fucked your daughter. Bye. Oh, my God. Um, so Santa? <laughs> so T- Tim Allen has learned nothing. Dan no. Aykroyd has learned nothing except that he's Jamie, right. Jamie Lee Curtis comes out to tell him that he's great and selfless and brilliant, which is entirely unearned. Untrue, yeah. Untrue, <laughs> um, empirically incorrect. Yeah. Then Enrique comes out and says, "Hey, everyone, I'm pregnant." And that's and fr- <laughs> we pan away and we see that every house within a square country has a fr- glowing frosty on their roof, and uh, Christmas is celebrated by literally everyone. <laughs> uniformly even the muslims <laughs> there was meant to be a jewish family around the corner but don't worry we fixed them <laughs> let's just say we ghettoized their situation <laughs> let's and... just say actually no i don't want to make any of those jokes <laughs> <laughs> let's just say we're not gonna say anymore um let's just let's literally just say that and then it's implied that that creepy guy that fucked dominique swain is actually santa claus <laughs> Yeah, because he, he flies off in that car pulled by reindeer. Yeah, brilliant. No wonder he speaks Spanish. He speaks <laughs> Spanish. That was part of. The oh thing. yeah, that's it. And he knew the priest because Santa. Yeah. People look happy, but is it, is it, is it officially a children's film? Yes. I mean, skipping Christmas. What a stupid idea. Now, okay, that's the film. Paul, before we get into our opinions, it was shit. Yeah, it was oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> 
There is a tremendous amount of boring information about the production of this film out there. And I feel <laughs> like... get into it, then. It's a lot of it. Um, and I've, I've picked out some highlights. Um, firstly, oh, for good. the people involved. So Joe Roth, the director, says, mm. It turns out that I was actually getting ready to direct another project. But when I read Chris's <laughs> script, I knew I had to at least try to direct it. And try he did. <laughs> I had to give it a fucking go. No yeah. guarantees. <laughs> I came And close. I said it. <laughs> I said, Chris, Chris, this is this is terrible, and it's most likely going to be total <laughs> shit wank. However, I've got to get my name on it. <laughs> however, yes, a thousand times, yes, sweet prince, <laughs> I'm your man. Producer Michael Barnathan oh. said Joe read the script on a Sunday, brought it in on Monday, <laughs> decided he wanted to direct it on Tuesday, and by Friday he had cast Tim Allen. <laughs> so it went south really quickly. <laughs> Oh God! Incidentally, he's also like completely unemployed and homeless, and he has no clothes. <laughs> he's Rennie Harlan. We love him. <laughs> yeah, in reverse. Oh God! They they tried to find a boring suburban neighborhood to film this fucking thing in, mm. but were unable to find something with the right weather conditions, and so they built their own sixteen house set. Whoa! I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna quote Wikipedia here. In the next twelve weeks, hundreds of carpenters, plasterers, and painters had built what would become the largest exterior set ever for a movie. A claim that is thankfully completely unsubstantiated. Oh, I can't find any source that <laughs> says Christmas with the Cranks is one of the largest sets ever made for a movie. Oh, good. Well, let's just go with it then. Yeah. Meanwhile, the housing crisis waged on. I'm going to read this bit just straight from okay. the Wikipedia. It's pertaining to the houses thing. Because okay. I can't make this any funnier than it is. And it's, it's Michael Barnathan again. The guy's okay. a comedy genius. <laughs> Michael Barnathan claimed that the set would later be available to other movies, TV series, and commercials to use. However, due to both health complaints from the locals over toxic residues <laughs> and a lack of profit, the studio closed in 2012... <laughs> And was raised to build build a mall. Oh. Toxic residue? What did they make it out of? <laughs> it's toxic residue, the sassy way the locals have of referring to the film. <laughs> Too much toxic residue coming off that set. Look, and they just hold up a box set of Christmas with the Cranks movies. <laughs> and then die. Explode inside out. <laughs> it looks like a fucking street. Just, why did they yeah. do that? Why build the whole thing? It's like finding out that Shyamalan built that entire motel. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's nothing special about it to imply that you wouldn't have been able to find this anywhere in America. Yeah. Go to my street. I'm not in America, <laughs> but I've got a lot of big houses. Yeah. There is definitely an easier way of doing that. How <laughs> ambitious. How Christ. needlessly ambitious. <laughs> but, I mean, kudos for the ambition. I guess, yeah. It's, it's nice to aim big, but you need when you aim big, you need other things big. 16 houses. How many... You, you spend the whole movie in the Crank's house. I think there's one shot in Dan Aykroyd's house. And that other guy whose tree he took. Yeah. that's gen- I genuinely think we've now listed all the shots. Oh, M.M. Walsh. He has to have a living. Oh, yeah. That's it. It doesn't that's, even look like a four, good mate. street. <laughs> well, I mean, it just, it just looks like any fucking... Sh- it looks like the American Beauty Street. Just yes. use that one. <laughs> just use it. Just surely, fake snow. Yeah, probably. fake snow. Pumping that out. It's surely got to be easier and more cost-effective than building a street. So you've got the street, and that's great. It, it looks gorgeous. You spent weeks building it. You've employed so many people. You did a really good job. Yeah. Oh, did you um, did you do what you uh, what you said you were going to do and mix the script in with the cement <laughs> and uh, portion it out to all the 16 houses? Yeah, I did. 
Oh, great. What are we going to do with the film? <laughs> Tim <laughs> Allen. Tim Just, Allen, baby. Look, look, sweetie. I don't know if you've seen any of the Santa Claus movies, but when you hire Tim Allen, you don't <laughs> got to do anything else. He takes <laughs> care of it. Know what I mean? You know what I mean? You're going to know what I mean by the end of this production. <laughs> I promise you, you're going to know what I mean. And Chris Columbus slides his finger into um, Joe, what's his name? Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman. <laughs> he slides his finger into um, Joe Roth's mouth and just says, I'll take care of it. When a Chris Columbus and a Joe Roth love each other very much, <laughs> a Tim Allen <laughs> is born to raw <laughs> havoc and destruction. <laughs> so the film is shit, and I feel like the problem with it is... Tim Allen is in the right. He yes. has every right to not buy into this capitalist, wasteful nonsense. But he himself is so unsympathetic. Yes. Due to the sheer aggression with which he challenges his horrible neighbours. Yeah. There's no likable character in this. Maybe Jamie Lee Curtis, but she herself also has these terrible double standards of constantly being... She, You know what she has? She has typical comedy straight woman condition. Mm. In which the writer can't decide if she's the stick in the mud or the accomplice. She's a very unchallenging film mum, I think. Yeah. As well. You know what? You know what would have been good is if this story had happened with Modern Family and it was like Julie Bowen's character in the Jamie Lee Curtis role because she, yeah. would, be, she would be the instigator. She'd be the Tim Allen of the situation. Yeah. With um, Phil sort of dragged along. Fuck, that'd be quite good. Email him. Ah, well. Go on. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just get the three acts in place. Okay, yeah, I see how that would turn out. <laughs> yeah, nice. it's just... It's just rubbish characters all over the place. Who is Dan yeah. Aykroyd? What's his problem? What's in his the fucking books, problem? What's his fucking problem? In the book... Books. <laughs> this was a series of books. <laughs> the saga. In the third book of the franchise. Yeah. Dan, the, the reason everybody's so pissed at them is because there's a Hot Fuzz-style best decorated neighborhood competition that they're trying to win. And so... The cranks are letting the side down. I don't know what the prize is. It's probably just some. It's the it's the cancer treatment for that jig. So it really is quite high. It's quite fraught, really. Healthcare's fucked in America. <laughs> How is this working? Also, um, Lacey Chabert's going to get a scholarship if they pass. <laughs> so, oh fuck me. It's just. I mean, it's just dumb. what is the message? What's the message of the film? Well, is it the 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 tallest poppy gets cut down? I... Don't <laughs> don't stand out. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, but. He's not even the tallest, he's just the stinkiest. But I think the film would be much more spiritually satisfying if they had completely failed to reassemble Christmas in the third act. Because yeah. they've spent all of their money and their goodwill, their neighbours hate them. Like The Simpsons, you know, where everybody thinks mm. that they faked the tree thing. Yeah, they, they, they've wasted everything, but the daughter is coming home. And they have a great Christmas anyway because it's them together. It's yeah. coming together on Christmas that matters. And they, they're in a completely yeah. stark house with no decorations. No, that's that shitty tree that he picked up is in the corner with maybe like yeah. a bow around it. And it's quite funny because they tried to make it look nice, which we didn't yeah. see. And it's, it's just, it's shit, but they're having fun because mm. Christmas is about families coming together. And that's what Tim Allen was <laughs> overlooking. The yes. fact that there is a heart beneath the wrapping. Which all of the neighbours are neglecting too because they're obsessed with the wrapping. And so the movie's I... message is, you don't need the wrapping to have a good Christmas. But this yeah. this movie is, there is only the wrapping. You need all that shit. And don't you dare fuck with the community because they will fuck you. <laughs> it's like that, but it's also very much like Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. It's um, mm. the materialistic message that you must have the eggnog, Paul. Have <laughs> the eggnog, otherwise you're not properly celebrating Christ. Only... In this one, Kirk Cameron is replaced by a neighborhood. Spearheaded by Dan Aykroyd. It's just the yeah. 
the Kirk Cameron scoffing and laughing to himself yeah. and shaking his head when somebody tries to have like someone presents a reasonable argument for skipping Christmas. <laughs> it's <laughs> You're all wrong there, Tim Allen. You're all wrong. What's that? What's, what do you mean, Dan Aykroyd? All of it. All of what you said. It's all wrong. <laughs> but yeah. I said a lot. Yep. It's all wrong. It's so patronizing. And it's, yeah. it does not help that it, it snowballs subplots come, come the third act. There's just so much going on. And the, yeah. whole, the whole premise of the film, this straw dogs type war <laughs> yeah. they're engaged in, is thrown completely out the window 45 minutes into the film when the daughter yes. comes home. And then it's like... Um, father, it's like Father of the Bride. Yeah. Steve Martin suddenly going, oh my God, we've got to have a family thing. And, and then <laughs> and then all of that. And then you've yeah. got Santa Claus and then you've got the criminal. And it's just it's just so much and none of it is good. Also, yeah. your fix was better than my fix. Uh, all I came up with was Assault on Precinct 13 ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just fucking kill everyone. Yeah. It could work. Fuck it. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a movie with bad message, and crucially, crucially, it's not funny. You could mm. get away with this premise with this exact plot if it was funny. Um, it's very bland humor. It's yep. um. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is naked in front of a priest. No <laughs> way. This was too much a part of just the fact that this neighborhood is so awful for me. Yeah. I wasn't able to sort of think. Oh, here's the priest. That's funny. He's just meaning well. And the fact that they all come to her. Like, again, I don't know why I'm so into Modern Family in this episode. There's an episode where... Um, it's good, epi- good good thing. Good show. It's a good thing. Julie Bowen is stuck on an escalator, I think, with her... Mm. She's wearing just lingerie beneath her coat, and I think the coat is stuck in the escalator. Mm. And just increasingly awful people keep showing up in the situation that they can't get rid of. Mm. And she's just stuck standing there. But she's out in public. The priest has to come into the tanning salon in order to accost Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's just yeah. part of the... It creepy invasiveness of this neighborhood that I hate that people just keep mm. coming up and staring in their windows and yeah. singing at them. And again, we're, we're back to this whole thing. If, if that's the theme that you're going for, then you really can't have them be the heroes that come to everybody's <laughs> rescue. Yeah. Even though he has behaved for most of the holiday like a spoiled, selfish baby. Fuck off, Dan Aykroyd. I reject yeah. any film in which Dan Aykroyd is meant to be the moral authority. Even Ghostbusters knew that he was a lovable <laughs> oaf. Should we just quickfire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick fire. The car splashing the puddle that then hits Tim Allen was quite good. He um he very carefully steps over the puddle and then the car just oh, yeah. sort of splashes it and um, gets him all wet anyway. That was quite good. The timing on it was good. This is one of those horrible comedy movies where the soundtrack is trying way too hard to make everything zany. <laughs> It's garbage. There was just something so awful and melancholy about that opening shot that, where the camera pans into the room and they're just sitting in bed in silence waiting for the alarm to go off before yeah. getting out of bed. Not sleeping or trying to, not reading, not holding hands, just staring. I thought, oh, maybe if it's going to be this kind of film, get on board. <laughs> I do like the premise. I like the idea of Christmas costs too much, so let's skip it. And then the mm. impact of doing so. But I, I, it didn't go far enough, I feel, in either direction. Either you play this deadpan and show all the sort of awkward interactions, or you do super comedic and super silly. Yeah. But it, it just it hit a middle ground that was very dissatisfying. But I do we'll call like it Tim the premise. Yeah. <laughs> let's call it Tim Allen. Oh, I like the idea that they actually do show a couple of times the economic impact of skipping Christmas. Like there's a yeah. there is an economy that they're not participating in, and a lot of little businesses that depend upon Christmas for extra money in order to get you know into the into the black. 
And I like the fact that they did explore that a little bit in like some of the mm. neighbors who came for money. The police who come, who were trying to sell calendars, they might have yeah. taken it better. But yeah. the little kid selling Christmas trees is understandable, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the police maybe shouldn't have then vowed <laughs> to make his life hell. Yeah. And be like, can't, can't wait to arrest you. <laughs> but... A lot of things can happen on Christmas night, can't they? A lot of uh, kneecaps get broken. Yeah. By police. <laughs> when Tim Allen comes back and tries to explain why he doesn't have the white chocolate, it's such a great scene, this. Uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis just has this just awful gaping stare that is very film wife. And it's very stereotypical, but she does deliver it with such approbation and, <laughs> and disdain for Tim Allen's whole existence. Oh, Tim Allen's on the phone. Mm. And as he's talking, he's getting a little flustered and the phone slips out of his hand and directly into his top pocket. Yeah. It's quite neat. I don't know if it was by accident, but it was good. A craftsman like Tim, forget about it. <laughs> there is one scene framed entirely around his gut, which I think is a nice subversion of the usual um, the, the Zack Snyder shot. <laughs> uh, his impact on cinema <laughs> Tim Allen or Zack Snyder <laughs> Zack Snyder but, but everything <laughs> the cinematic tour de force that is <laughs> Tim Snyder um, I like the fact that when t- when Dan Aykroyd is intimidating the wife and holding onto her window running down the mm. street with her um, after he falls off the gloves remain comically stuck out of the window at a really funny angle like they're directly yes. forward Yes. And that's uh, that's vaguely amusing. <laughs> that's enough. The cat takes a, uh, an enjoyable swipe at Tim Allen. It's CGI, but it's a good asshole cat move to make. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she really hates Tim Allen. <laughs> Every cat we get on to sit. Let's try, let's try another one. Okay, how about this one? <laughs> no, still the same. Swipes. <laughs> They've just got a row of cats that they keep bringing on. <laughs> uh, this one? No, and they just crumple it up and throw it in a bin. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a saucy comment for you. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, typical lad, Paul. <laughs> hey, come on now. Uh, you do make him. Tell you, tell you what, that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, though. Hmm. Still looks pretty good in a bikini. Still pretty good in a bikini. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Good. <laughs> in front of and my it... family. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a sample of that, please? <laughs> Paul! <laughs> Sorry, mother. Did you just whisper not before saying sorry, mother? No. <laughs> you, also, you just did it again. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Not son? no. <laughs> Why did I... <laughs> You're not even whispering anymore. <laughs> not what? <laughs> what? Uh, no, not, 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 not. I'm leaving. I'm leaving, Paul. I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> Me, your mum. <laughs> when Dan Aykroyd is uh, caroling with the carolers. And he's joined in their singing of Jingle Bells. And it's the uh, the line, Oh, what fun it is to ride on a one-horse open sleigh. And then he just goes, Hey! Just shouts it really <laughs> aggressively, like, a, like fucking Peter Mullen was in this film. <laughs> there, there are similarities. Well, speaking of that moment, I really like the moment where they're, they're in the room, and I didn't know where the scene was going, which I think is why it made me laugh. <laughs> Jimmy mm. Lee Curtis is knitting, and she bends down to pick up something, and as she comes up back up, that horrible woman's face is just in the window. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think it generally made me go, ah! Now, Paul, we haven't spoken about the scene where Tim Allen gets Botox injections. Oh, yeah. That was great. And it's it's simultaneously the the worst thing and also an okay thing. <laughs> the, the, the the cut to him with Botox, um, which I think it's it ends with one scene of Jamie Lee Curtis saying, Luther or honey? Luther. Mm. Luther. Anyway. Yeah. 
and then it cuts to him and he's got botox and it's comically terrible yeah um he, he has sort of diagonal eyebrows and mm. the cut the cut wasn't funny but it was <laughs> but it was awful props for awfulness anyway when they're in the, the hospital canteen and i think they're both eating little fruit pots they're talking and uh, tim finally takes a mouthful of fruit and it immediately yeah. slops out the side of his face yeah. and that really made me laugh the next 10 times that happened yeah. diminishing returns yes I love the fact that he still went to the effort of tying that tree to his roof, even though it was shit and tiny and could have easily gone inside of the car. But he still oh. tied it to the roof because that's what you do with a Christmas tree. Yeah, that was amusing. The cut from uh, JLC screaming, no, 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 when a ham has been crushed under the weight of a, of a truck, um, <laughs> yeah. to, to Tim Allen in the back of a police car quietly going, no, no, no. That was a nice little, what? Like a cut. It's like a cut. <laughs> it's a cut. Yeah. That's a nice a cut. I like the really dynamic shot of that ham getting crushed because it's got Jamie Lee Curtis in the scene with the ham getting squashed. Mm. Like she's she's there as it's getting crushed, quite close to where it's happening. So it's a it dynamic shot. Um, I like the fact that Tim Allen drove uh, put a, a noose around Frosty's neck to get him on the roof. That was mm. quite amusing to me. I wasn't expecting a misunderstanding with the neighbors. I thought that that was just the way in which he had to get Frosty on the uh, roof. Okay. And so he had decided to do it as a noose because he fucking hates this thing. Uh, I see. I see where they're going <laughs> in now. The the final few scenes where that mo- mostly involved Tim Allen standing out in the snow in the quiet, saying absolutely nothing. That was lovely. <laughs> I really enjoyed that, and it looked alright. Yeah, <laughs> little Christmassy and shit. Yeah, there's a little tin in the uh, Crank's kitchen. It's green and it's labelled gardens, uh, garden stuff. Yeah. That was very folksy. I like that. It was an interesting background detail that I found charming. Oh, it was quite fun watching it with my family. That was fun. I've not done that with an OGT before, and I'm unlikely to be able to get to again <laughs> until yeah. we do a, another Christmas-themed one. But I don't know. There is something to watching crap movies with your family at Christmas. <laughs> oh, must be nice, having a family. Yeah. <laughs> Paul? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Why is Willem Dafoe in there? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Slowly falling in the background. <laughs> he gets around. Go home, Willem Dafoe. It's time for your dinner. <laughs> no. <laughs> There any rustling treats here? No. <laughs> what do I hear over there? Two streets over. Hmm? 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 <laughs> That's it, Willem. Go. <gasps> Tr- truffle out that rustling. Truffle out that rustling. Oh, God. I mean, that's it. So, did we get anything from the OG team in the last two hours? I'm going to say no, but that's just my heart. And... <laughs> it's not my head. Yeah. We, we, yes, we do. Oh, my God. Holy shit. God. And it's, it's a from... Christmas miracle. It's a fucking Christmas. And the Contrarians at Contrarian Prime. Who oh, recommended okay. this. Thanks. Yeah. I ta- I tagged them. That's how that works. Uh, I think I just fi- I, f- I figured out Twitter. I figured out Twitter, everyone. <laughs> nice. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> one one good thing. Now, whenever we watch a bad movie, I can always finish the talk by asking, "Was it worse than Christmas with the Cranks?" So far, the answer has always been no. So that's good. Good for other yeah. other films. <laughs> well done, every other film. Films like North and. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Both better than Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> and movie 43. Huh? <laughs> what was that? Where did that come from? Uh, That's probably nothing. Uh, probably. Um, right, thanks, OGT. Thanks, OGT, contrarians. All right, let's do our one better thing. And then we can do the Christmas song. Great. The one we've all been looking forward to. The one better thing. My one better thing? Uh, just the uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Ah. Yeah. The adaptation of Oliver Dickens' classic, A Christmas Carol... 
the classic tale of the joyless curmudgeon learning to spread joy and cheer on Christmas Day, but also the other days, and also without the horrible mob shame and the feeling that nothing good whatsoever came of it. It's funny. It's got yeah. Michael Caine in it. Um, <laughs> the, the message is on point because it was written by Charles Dickens. Uh, <laughs> He's on it. point. Dickens shit is on point, yo. Yeah, fuck yeah. David Copperfield and shit. <laughs> Tale of two motherfucking cities up in here. <laughs> Terrors for days. <laughs> it's a far better thing that I'll do now than I've ever done before. <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> drop, Mic drop. <laughs> so, get up, Mike. So, my one better thing. In terms of just the, the trappings of Christmas becoming suddenly sinister, it's all about rare exports, a Christmas, a Christmas tale. <laughs> a story in which a uh, Scandinavian, are they Norwegian? Finland. They're Finnish. A Finnish family yeah. um, have unearthed, are near an archaeological dig site that has unearthed the real Santa Claus. Um, but he is a vengeful, horrifying spirit. <laughs> and yet local children have started disappearing. <laughs> And there were sort of weird tropes, like, I, I can't remember, doesn't it happen that, like, stockings start appearing, or something like that, and sort of, it, it's all the sort of trappings of, of um, Christmas, but with the sinister angle that Santa mm. is coming for you. Yeah, it, it's funny, but it's also quite scary, Yeah, and um, I think it's good for kids. It's rated R, but fuck it, show the kids. I think it's character building. Yeah, definitely. It's a yeah. spooky film, it's very funny, and I... Uh, I mean, you can't yeah, smack him a... anymore, so... <laughs> it's a festive favourite, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and it has one of the funniest, best endings to any film ever. So <laughs> you've got to check it out for that. That was the one better thing. The one better thing. Thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Yeah, thanks so much, everyone. If you want to get in touch and send us a merry, merry tweetmas, fuck, just you can do that at OGT Pods. Send us a message at Facebook forward slash OGT Pods. Send us an email at gmail OGTPod at gmail.com. Leave us a review on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Buy a better life on iTunes. iTunes. It's for better people. <laughs> Thanks, Apple. Merry Christmas, Apple. <laughs> well, I suppose we better do the Christmas song. It's supposed to be better. On the first day of Christmas, those poor boys gave to me. A shit trip to Abu Dhabi. On the second day of Christmas, my poor boys gave to me two Michael Caines and a shit trip to Abu Dhabi. On the third day of Christmas, those poor boys gave to me three buck fucks, two Michael Caine and a shit trip to Abu Dhabi. Oh, on the fourth day of Christmas, my poor boys gave to me Four Northern Dads, three Buck Fucks, two Michael Caine, and a shit trip to Abu Dhabi. On the fifth day of Christmas, those poor boys gave to me five Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern! Four Northern Dads, three Buck Fucks, two Michael Caine, and a shit trip to Abu Dhabi. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me, the poor boys gave to me. <laughs> Six in was bombing. Five Brewston. <laughs> Four Northern Dads. Three Buck Fucks. Two Michael Caine. And a shit trip to Abu Dhabi. On the seventh day of Christmas, those poor boys gave to me seven Keanu's warring sex. Sex. <laughs> oh, sex. he did it. <laughs> those poor boys gave to me a blowy. <laughs> the uh, seven Keanu's warring six but Zimmer's bombing. 
five, Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern! Four Northern Daz, three Buck Fox, two Michael Caine, and a shit trip to Abu Dhabi. On the eighth day of Christmas, <laughs> my poor boys gave to me. Eight vampires, one pink, seven Keanu's woeing, six Simmers bombing, five Brewston. Brewston! Four Northern Dads, three Buttfucks, two Michael Caine, and a shit trip to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> On the ninth day of Christmas, those poor boys gave to me. Nine Yodas bluffing, eight vampires whomping, seven Keanu's woeing, six Zimmers bombing. Five Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. Four Northern Dads, three Buck Fucks, two Michael Caine, and a shit trip to Abu Dhabi. On the tenth day of Christmas, the poor boys gave to me and you ten Torgos <laughs> shuffling, nine Yodas bluffing, eight vampires vamping, seven Keanu's woeing, six Zimmers bombing, five Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. Four Northern Dads, three bug fucks, two Michael Caine, and a shit trip to Abu Dhabi. On the eleventh day of Christmas, those poor boys gave to me, and everyone, Eleven Nolans Nolik, ten Togo shuffling, nine Yodas bluffing, eight Vampires whomping, seven Keanu's whirring, six Zimmers bombing, five Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern! Four Northern Dads, three Buck Fucks, two Michael Caine, and a sheer trip to Abu Dhabi. Alright. <sighs> On the twelfth day of Christmas, those poor, poor boys gave to me twelve. Twelve benders bending, eleven Nolans nolling, ten Torgo shuffling, nine Yodas bluffing, eight vampires whomping, seven Torgo shuffling, nine Yodas bluffing, eight vampires whomping, seven Five Bruce Dern! Four Northern Dads, three Buck Fucks, two Michael Caine, two Michael Caine, and a shit trip to Abu Dhabi! <laughs> yeah, it went pretty well. Larry had a grande on the end there. Yeah. <laughs> very seven seconds, wasn't it? <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a very Merry Christmas and a festive holidays. Yeah. If that's your thing. Same but double. And a humanist New Year. Yeah. And an inhumanist January the 2nd. Am I right? <laughs> Fuck yeah. You know it. You know Sodomy Tuesday. <laughs> Do it. Sodomical Tuesday. Get it all in there. <laughs> I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about Christmas with the Cranks is that once a year, you and yours, the people you hold dearest, can get together around a flaming Dan Aykroyd and just really come to terms with Tim Allen. (laughs) 